Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Hello, T. Hey, G. And hi, Carmen. Hey, Carmen. For those of you who don't know why I just said hi, Carmen, Carmen is my dog. And she's usually here, but she doesn't bark, so you just can't hear her. But Carmen is my dog. She's about um, five pounds, so that makes her between two and three kilograms. A small dog, small breed mix. I actually did a dog DNA test and turned out she's a um, dachshund and palm mix with a little bit of poodle. But yeah, she's a little black dog. Carmen. She makes licking sounds. Yeah, if you hear some strange, unidentifiable sound, that's Carmen licking. She likes to lick. So what have you been up to, G? Working. That's about it. It's a busy time of the year. Uh, other than that, what have I been doing? been drinking a lot of tea, so that's good. I'm watching uh, watching a few shows, but haven't had time to watch too many. Did you finish uh, Camellia? No, not yet. I think I have one episode. I'm oh kind of... Maybe I'm saving it? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, after hearing about the characters of this show, I've been thinking a lot about uh, this one and, and wondering what's going to... What's going to happen? What are these characters going to do? How is this... You know, family life gonna be. Yeah, so we're gonna continue talking about my unfamiliar family, and I don't think I mentioned it in the last episode, but my unfil my unfamiliar family is available on Netflix and Vicky. I was gonna ask you about that if it was on Netflix. That's great. Yeah. What year did this come out? Two thousand twenty. Okay. And so I think that's part of why maybe this got a lot of attention in Korea because mm. when you think about how we were back in 2020, a lot of uncertainties and you know everybody had kind of this anxiety about what we we're gonna do and you know nobody really had anything like this unless you went through a Spanish flu back in the day. Right. So <laughs> not many of those people still around, I would imagine. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I think when this show came out, this type of human drama did pretty well. Yeah, it's def- it was definitely a time to think and wonder and figure out what's important, I guess, in your life, you know? Yeah, and especially because, um, you know, I mean, we did uh, in the U.S., but a lot of countries had, like, lockdown in the beginning. Yeah. And that's sort of when the show aired, so. Good timing. Yeah, watching some kind of drama about a family and I think a lot of people could relate or were curious if they were the only one that's 
abnormal. Like, why is my family so weird? You know, but maybe they felt like watching this drama. Oh, we're not the only one. Right. You know? So not just people realizing they're sick of each other, but also maybe coming together more because they had a chance to spend more time together. Yeah, because um, this is sort of this is the drama about understanding and misunderstanding <laughs> and process of you know coming together as a family. Well, it's really interesting. I feel like uh, I don't think I've watched a good like family movie or family. Uh, TV show in a while. What about Home Alone? That's a family movie. Yeah, I haven't watched that. <laughs> no, but it's not a it's not a family movie in a sense of. Yeah, it's a it's about family that you know forgets their son. You know. Yeah, so they're it's a story off, of family. Right, so that the family is off on an adventure. Dysfunctional then, family. <laughs> yeah, the the kid is home alone, so it's not really like together, like. I know, I know. Dealing yeah. with problems I and know. stuff. I but, was just joking. But yeah. But I tend to like shows like that where you dig into those relationships, you know? Yeah. For the same reason that you said to like, you know, uh, see, you know, if we like each other, if we don't, or if we know each other, if we don't. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> when it comes to family. Home alone. <laughs> It's just the title itself, Home Alone. It's a family movie. Yeah, it's a dysfunctional yeah. family that forgets about their son. They're all together. Know? No, they're not. They're home. One's home alone. <laughs> Twice. I feel like I need to recap the story a little bit. For those of you who clicked on this episode for the first time, if you're new to my podcast, What Should I Watch? So what happened on What Should I Watch last week? what you missed on last week's episode (laughs) so we're talking about this is the second week of talking about the Korean drama My Unfamiliar Family we talked about how this title is kind of wordy last week yeah but really it's about um, kind of family of strangers they're your family but sometimes you feel like you don't know them or they're strangers Sometimes they're a little too close, right? How well do you know your family? Right, right. so that's, that's the basically question. the what's up, the drama is about. And there's really no one big event, sort of like that's the climax of the show. You know, there's nothing like that. But it's um, each character has their own issue, and some of the issues are intertwined with the other family members issues so really the show is about misunderstanding between the family members and how you come to understand them how do you, how you understand what you misunderstood about them and there are it's about one family member uh, it's about one family and this family is a family of five, so father and mother, mom and dad, and they have three kids. They're all all grown adults' kids. So first daughter, they have two daughters, and one son. The first two are the older ones are daughters, and they have one young son. 
And the young son is about 20-something year old. The middle one is early 30s-ish. And the oldest daughter, she seems to be in her late 30s, maybe early 40s. And she's a very successful patent lawyer. She's a typical first child of the family. She's very responsible and she's smart and she's successful. She wanted to become successful because she kind of felt like she has to be the model child. And the second daughter is very typical. We talked about the, the typical stereotype middle child thing you yeah. mentioned. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so she's very stereotype middle child. She gets along with everyone. In a way, she had to be that way because she's a middle kid, you know. Right. She's always kind of trying to see what's going on and how I can survive in between, you know. The first child is, you know, everyone loves first kid because it's the first kid and the youngest one <laughs> is like, it's the little baby kid of the family so everyone right. loves the youngest one so she has to kind of survive so I guess that's the middle child surviving me- mechanism. So she has a good personality in a way because she's always peacemaker. She's trying to get along with everyone. And in this drama, her issue is that she has like a love issue love line issue but also she likes her mom she doesn't like her dad as much Mm. that was also sort of like a misunderstanding but that kind of comes to a happy ending later on the third kid he's sort of like hidden character for the like first maybe half of the show because you think he's just this character that holds big family secret but later on, you find more about this character. And he reflects really well what the current Korean kids in their 20s kind of go through. Like, what it's like. The hard times right now <laughs> yeah. for the kids in Korea. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is a um, My Unfamiliar Family, a story of Family Five. Another important character that's not in the family is Chan Hyuk. He owns, he's sort of like a photographer, videographer. He shoots commercials and promo video stuff. And he's like a best friend of the second daughter, Eunhee. And he's a really important character too. Does this uh, refresh your memory? Yeah. Okay. I hope it, this helps the listeners too. But if, you, if this doesn't help, you can always go back to my first episode. <laughs> and just listen to my... Um, summary of the show. I think it starts around 25 minutes, 30 minutes ish. So yeah, you can always listen to that or you can listen to the whole episode. When it comes to family drama in Korea, I think a lot of family dramas are like kind of soap opera. A lot of drama, like a drama drama. Gotcha. And Lots of drama. Yeah, and it's something like, yeah, definitely soap, soap opera. And I, I mentioned this in my very first episode, but Korean soap, soap opera usually comes on in the morning. Mm. So all those morning dramas are basically family drama. But like I said, kind of home alone, you know? It's not the family drama in the <laughs> sense that, you know, how we define family drama. Right. Yeah. But yeah, this one, I think it has enough drama to kind of bring certain things to attention. But... I think it did really... It, it's kind of, in a way, very polished hmm. to bring up the issues and how they resolve it without making it look like, you know, the soap opera. So maybe not as messy? 
Right, and I think it has a lot to do with the writing, the、mm. dialogues too.、Um, a lot of there are a lot of lines that kind of got popular. Oh, like as like a meme or a saying or something. Yeah, not in, not in to that extent, but、um, a lot of dialogues and line. Sort of, I think people found it very relatable.、Hmm. Same here. Like I, I liked、um, especially that Chanya character. You、hmm. know, the second daughter's friend who owns a media studio. He's not in the family, so he's sort of like the outsider,、hmm. and he's a he has a third person point of view on this family, but also so he's sort of like the audience. You know, he's. Outside person looking in. Right. So some of the things that he was talking about, because he's a kind of a view on the outside. Right. One of the most popular things that came out of this drama is that actually his line, Chanyeok's line, and he says, "We live on Earth, but we know more about the materials in the solar system than we know about the Earth itself." Hmm. And he says that's like family. Ah,、oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. And he kind of says in the passing tone, but it it really hit me when I heard that. And I guess I wasn't the only one. So when I search this drama, when I Google that line, always kind of comes up. So I think a lot of people related to that. It's hard to see or understand what's in front of you. You know. Well, we just don't care because、yeah. we live on Earth. We just okay. What's out there? That's、right. how we think. What else? You know? Right. <laughs> this is but good, really, but what else is out there? Do we know enough about this planet, the planet、right. Earth? You know. They always talk about that with、uh, like the oceans. You know, like, right. There's so much we don't know about the ocean, or, or oh yeah, things we're learning about. I how... think I heard eighty percent is undiscovered. Right. It's crazy to、yeah. think, even think that, and then of course the. You know, realizing now how much damage we might be doing to our、oh, own、yeah. Earth, and、right. not caring and not knowing. And... Right. So yeah,、um, things like that. So the writing is really good. So that really makes big difference between this family drama and the other, more of a soap opera type. Right, where it's just more situations. Right. Right. <laughs> a situation that sort of makes you think, like, can that really happen? Right. You know? That's really extreme, you know, things like that. Well, if this isn't necessarily based on that, then, like, what actually happens, or or can you say, or are、uh, there some like plot points that you can hit? Yeah.、Um, so we talked about the marriage graduation last,、yeah. in the last episode. So that's that happens in the first episode. That's what the wife, the mom, mom, mom、yeah. of the family. That's what she. Ask or she kind of demands, and that does happen. So they,、um, I think it was episode six or seven. So the two parents, they really say, "Okay, this is it." And then the husband kind of gives her this bank account inf- information, and can't I can't remember exactly what she says, but there's a also a line I kind of hit me, and she she says something like. You know, my whole life is not even worth of、uh, one bank account. I、mm. still have to have that from my husband. Wow! Even when I want to graduate from this, you know, because she needed that financial support, and she's you know over six years old. But she's been 
uh, mom because she had three kids, so she couldn't hold a job, and you know she had to rely on husband's income. But now that she wants her own independence, she can't have that. You still need to him to give her money so she can support herself. So she could get out of it, right? You know, so. But the yeah. way way she said it was like a lot. <laughs> it was so much better than like me trying to explain it. Um, no, but it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, you're free, but then you also like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of not, you know. Right. So she doesn't have like a job or any other way no, to make income. No, she never. I mean, she, she just... went to college, and it's the husband that he was a middle school dropout from the you know farming rural area, but she couldn't get a job because she had three kids, and her husband's truck driver, so he's never home. So she had to stay home to raise kids. Um, well, what does she want to do now that she's older? Does she just want to like explore the world, or is she does she want to find a job, or does she want to find a career, or she no? Just she just wants to she wants to figure out what she wants. And mm. I don't know if you could relate to this, but um, if you have a parent who um, a full time stay home mom or stay home dad, you know, you would think they have all the freedoms they want, and you know. Like, they're not stressed, and they're just home with the kids. Right. But it's actually a full-time job. Right. Like, not like 9 to 6, 9 to 5 job, but that is 24-7 full-time job. Hmm. So you you can't find, you can't really have time to think about what you like or what you want to do. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. So I think, I mean, I'm not saying this from my experience. I, <laughs> this is, you know, it's, things I hear from my friends and you know things I read um, and I really understand that aspect as a, what full-time parent stay-home parent is like so I think that really reflect that's really reflected well mm. in this character she really doesn't know what she likes what she who she is really right that's the question to herself so she wants to get away from everything to Explore that. She kind of she wants to give her that out. some time to mm-hmm. understand herself and space. Right. You know uh, that comedian Ali Wong. Oh yeah, she yeah. She I heard. she had the two like Netflix specials where yeah. I think she was pregnant in both of them. But I remember one of them she was talking about that because uh, she was at first she was super excited to. I'm pregnant. Cool. I get to stay at home. This is my dream job. You know, she's like so excited. But then isn't it's her whole comedy bit how it's just like, oh, it's it's work. And like, this is awful. And, you know, so we have her now. I'm assuming her husband, um, how he deals with that. Is that a big part of the show as well? Obviously, that's an interesting. Yes. Well, I think for the husband, the big part is that in the beginning of the drama, he gets into accident and he has a temporary brain damage so he's back to 22 years old that's right that's right i remember you mentioned that yeah that's such a that is kind of a soap opera (laughs) plot point right right (laughs) but that's that just makes her decision that much more difficult right right and also you know what's great about that setup is that at some point because it is supposed to be temporary there's a you know little event that he realized his memories are back oh okay like he regained his memories 
Oh, good. And it's sort of like scary to him because he realized how awful, per- how awful he has become mm. compared to when he was twenty something years old in the beginning of the relationship before the marriage. So he's conscious of like realizing how he was right versus how he is right. now. Oh, interesting. But see, now the difference is that if this was a soap opera, he'll go home and he'll be on his knees and you know everything's all good and you know oh honey I've been so bad and right. please forgive me and he'll you know, have changed. Like, he'll have learned right? something and changed. Right. But yeah. He he's so self conscious about himself and mm-hmm. what he's done and how this family looks now. And that's sort of like, I think it can also be like this Korean father figure thing. Mm. Because he's so, like, sorry. Right. He's even more, like, you know, harsh. Like, right. he, he can't really, you know, change himself. He can't show that soft side of him. He can't let the family know what he's really thinking. Right. So. So he just goes, like, double down the other way. He tried. He tries to fake, like oh, he still doesn't remember okay. in the beginning. But so then he like, realizes it. The audience realizes that he's right as an getting, audience getting it back. Yeah, but he doesn't tell anybody. But he tried to fake it to the family. Oh. But then wife figures out because wow. they were talking about something, and the wife was like, "Well, I never did that. So if you remember it, that means you have your memories back." You know. Wow. So the families find out that he actually regained his memory, <laughs> and. You know, at that point, he could be like, oh, you know, I realized how awful person I was. Right. I am so sorry, you know. But he doesn't go like that. He's just right. like, well, so what? You know, like, this is what it is. This is life. So you stubborn. Know? Wow. And it's because he really feels sorry. You right. Know? He just doesn't know. Um, and I think that's very realistic. Like, right. a lot of people, like, just because you have this life-changing event, you can't just be, you know, a different person all of a sudden. Yeah, it's true. And the thing is... As a viewer, it makes so there's a this guy who seems to be in like a thirties, maybe forties, and he calls this guy father. Hmm. Why? And so why? That's what we don't know. Oh. But then the wife, there's a like a line that wife kind of hints that he like he's a priest father. No, no, no! Like <laughs> father, I, I have sinned. I am your father. Um, no, no. He, he like calls him like formal, like a dad, like like, it, like he's his dad, even though he's younger. No, as a viewer, you have suspicion that mm-hmm. this might be a, a another son from some other women. Oh, okay. So that's sort of the. Uh, um, it's a mystery. Yeah, you're trying to solve the, like it's a, a puzzle, trying to figure out who he is, right? Right. Because he is in a, you know, he looks like he's about the age of the other kids, the three kids. Mm. And he calls him father, you know. And there's a little hint that the wife think he cheated on her in the beginning of their early marriage. Mm-hmm. So putting it all together as a viewer, you would think this man is a really just a, you know, a son from another woman. So, is it a younger brother that he had to take care of because he lost his father at a young age? What? No? Okay. I'm just guessing. Um, I'll have to wait and watch. But all those put together, 
you know, and this dad remembers what he did in the past and where he's at right now, he's like he doesn't doesn't really change. Um, and in fact, when the wife still demands um, separation, he's just kind of yells at her like, "Do what you want," you know. He also says like, "Well, why don't you guys just get rid of me out of this family? Then you don't even need to divorce me. You don't need you don't need to leave this family. It's just me. Like I'll just leave this family, you know." So he's very stubborn, and he doesn't really show his emotions, or he doesn't mm. say what's really on his mind. Right. But I feel like that's... Normal. I don't know if it's just Korean, or I feel like that's a lot of man, father. I don't yeah. know, like... The younger generation is, you know, maybe different, but I think even in, in America, you know, the older generation, father... Yeah, I think it's true. I think uh, I think you have a lot of that. It's kind of a, a repression or a holding back the feelings and yeah, yeah. That's that's been around for yeah for generations. And there's actually a a line from that event. So when dad regains memory or lost the memory, and when and then the families are watching. Yeah. The family members are watching what he's going through and they learned what he went through as a young man. And the second daughter who's always been on mom's side, she kind of learns that struggle and how he was as a person, as a young man back right. in the day and so the second daughter is telling her siblings like um our dad had awesome 20s back in the day. Right. And she's like, but isn't our 20s kind of bad? Isn't ours kind of suck, you know? Right. That's what she says. Like, our 20s sucked. Compared to his? And this is uh, this is the one that doesn't like him, right? Right. But now, so now she's, she's learning about him and she's having more empathy and she realizes that you know, he's not as whatever. He's not this thing that she thought, maybe. Right. So she comes to understanding of him better. So that's sort of like... It happens a little bit towards the end of the drama. Mm-hmm. So when the families kind of come together as a family. But it also... You know, this line kind of shows that... I think it's the same in America, you know. It's... The younger generations have more difficulties getting a job, settling down, buying homes... All of that, you know, even like finding a partner. I mean, they're saying like now there's no middle class, you know. Right. So this line, in a way, like she's, it shows that she's now understanding of her dad. But also at the same time, it shows how difficult things are for the current generation. Right. Yeah. I think in America, typically every generation's looked upon as like oh it was so good like in the 60s wow I wish I would have lived in the 60s right. or then like oh it was so good in the 70s and oh obviously now sucks you know right and then it, that just keeps happening you know you like you it's never as good where where you are you are but right well yeah that too I but think I th- there's a little bit of that but I think yeah. there's truth to that too I mean economically right some very difficult times in Korea or America and having to go through like the depression or something like yeah those those people and what family meant then or what you know surviving meant then right. is completely different you know right 
So what, uh, there's three kids, right? There's two yeah. daughters and the son. So what about the daughter that already liked the dad? Is she learning more about the mom now? Right. Or? So she was always um, daddy's girl. Right. So um, she didn't really have a relationship with her mother? I mean, she did. She's very, you know, cut and dry person. So okay. she respects her mom. She does what she's supposed to be doing. Right. She's a first daughter. So she did everything for the family. Right. Not just as a, you know, to the parents, but younger siblings and she really took care of the whole family especially because they weren't financially stable wow it's just because you know but she went to really top school and there's a line actually um, between her and her mom that tells you that tells the audience that after she graduated from her university because it was top school she was basically like twenty four seven nonstop working as a tutor oh. in whatever she could find a job. Right. I mean, luckily she, you know, she was smart, so she didn't have to, you know, do any labor heavy, labor intensive job. But she was saying, you know, I never had time to eat proper meal. All I did was work, 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 work to provide the family. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, you could tell she's a very responsible person. She's a you know, she's very typical stereotype. The first child, mm. she feels that okay. she fulfilled the first daughter duties, <laughs> right? Now she's gonna want to get away and have a have a divorced family. <laughs> well, you know that's a good point, actually. Um, so, and she does say that you know she makes a confession that she married this guy. So they, I guess, they had a like kind of blind date, mm-hmm. like a setup yeah. to marry. You know? Right. And she thought it was it was okay deal. Right, it was a good match or for all those reasons, right? Well, it's not a match because she's from a family of a truck driver. Oh, this guy okay. is a you right. know generational doctor family, but. So it was just a win. It was a catch. It was like okay. Also, was... she says she her confession is that I wanted to get away from my family. That's why I married him. Oh, interesting. So she kind of already had this idea about having a life of her own away from her family in a way yeah she was burnt out at the time she's Mm. you know just wanted to get away and you know how she couldn't get pregnant and um, and then the husband there's a conversation with her and the husband later on and he's saying it was disgusting watching you trying to make a family when you ran away from your own family oh right Hmm. And although that was kind of really mean for him to say that, but it it was also so true. Well, it's it's honest. It's direct. Right. It's like, hey, you need to see this, what's actually <laughs> happening. It's hard right. for us to see that sometimes. But what's great is that um, she comes to terms with her own mom, and there's a scene that they those two have a conversation, and she says... You know, hey, mom, why did you never say thank you to me? All those times that I never had time to eat, I never had time of my own, I just worked, provided for the family. You never said thank you. Right. And then the mom's like, why are you all of a sudden bringing up? And Unju, that's the first daughter. In her face, is, she's always kind of emotionless. Mm-hmm. She's never angry. She's never happy. She's always like a very kind of plain face. And she's like... I'm just curious. 
and she's like, I just wanted to hear, oh, my daughter, you're great. You're working so hard. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Those common words, that's all I wanted. And I'm just curious why you never did. And she said, when I married my husband, mm. my mother-in-law held my hand and she said, thank you for being my family. Wow. And she said, that brought me the question, how come my own mom never thanked me? Right. Couldn't say that. So she's like, I just want to know. I'm curious. Why did you never thank me? In my 20s, I never spent proper 20s. I never did anything for myself. All I did was providing for the family. And what the mom said is that, how could I say thank you? Because I couldn't do anything for you when you were working so hard. Right. Well, she she has her own guilt and... Instead of expressing that and being honest with each other, it just, uh, it's the opposite. You just feel bad and you don't know what to do. Right. So mom's like, how could I say that? How could I even acknowledge what you're doing right. by saying thank you? And what could a word do for us, for you? It's just word. Yeah. As a mom, like, you understand, like, yeah, it's just words, you know. Right. What, what would the word do for you do for us right by saying thank you that I couldn't do anything for you that's why I couldn't say anything you know but also it's I think the writer is trying to say yes it's just word but you have to say it because all these years the daughter was like my mom never thanked me my mom never you know my mom took everything for granted because I was the first child that I just have to help the family you know right but I think with the message is that, yes, but you still have to say it. Like, I'm, I'm sure you love me, but you still have to say it to me. Right. You know. Yeah, the importance of communicating it, not just assuming or whatever. Yeah. And I think this first daughter character is kind of, um, I mean, she's really strong. Like, she's emotionally very strong person, character, but also... It's kind of sad to watch her because she, yeah, like she just, I feel like she became that person, like emotionless and just kind of cold person because she couldn't, she didn't have the luxury of expressing herself. Right. You know, and she ends up divorcing her husband. Oh, really? For some reasons that I can't say here because it's a big, it's a really big, yeah. And took a while for them to kind of become friends again but the husband says this he's asking her when they were talking about divorce so he's like do you remember our conversation um and he says do you know who's the one do you know who carries your sorrow and sadness on their shoulder your mother this so that's what she says. Right. Like, your parents? Like, your own parents? Our own right. parents? And then she's like, no, I don't think parents would even do that. <laughs> but she she answers like that because her experience with parents right. isn't something, you know, reliable. Like, she knows that I can't rely on my parents. Right. If somebody asks me that question, yeah, I'll be like, parents? Like, I'll definitely say it. Like, your mom? You know? And right. then I, I won't change my answer. Right. 
but she says like you know what scratch that no I don't think parents would do that you know why would parents carry your own sorrow and sadness hmm. and the husband says like well the answer is friends hmm. and he says this is uh, some Native American proverb hmm. like a definition of friends um, what a friend is I don't know what tribe it is they don't specify it but they said uh, you know Native according to Native American um, definition of friends they're the one that carries your sadness on their shoulder. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. As opposed to family. I think that's a good point. Right. That you, you take it for granted that your family's your closest people, but really it's the it's the friends that you make, you know? Right. Those are the people that you talk to about your family. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is another kind of message in this drama, you know? Some people know more about your what's right. going on. Yeah. So they kind of know you better than your family right. does. But right. they have this conversation and the husband is like, you know, we had this conversation back then and, you know, we can remain friends right. with this sorrow, with this tragedy on our back. We understand what happened and that's why we can remain friends. I think that's a good point just about families in general. I don't necessarily think a family is supposed to be that person, you know? Right. I mean, just because they're family doesn't mean you have to be close to close to your you know brother or sister or, or mom or dad. Right. You just have a relationship, but it doesn't mean that they know everything about you, right? You know, or that they know you better than anyone else. Yeah, they well, lo- they love you because they had to raise you, and you know, there's a certain different kind of thing that's happening. You know, it doesn't mean they just know who you are, though. Right. Well, that's why. Well, that's a great point because she says after she finds out something about their marriage and um, the whole issue, which becomes the reason of divorce, she says she kind of talks to herself, but. She said, I would have known if he wasn't my husband. Right. (laughs) Saying, like, (laughs) I didn't know about that because he was my family. Right, right. She's like, I would have known if he wasn't my husband. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a a strange thing. Family's strange. So what about the the son now? I know we talked a little bit about his role. I guess it's more revealed later on, right? Yeah, I think the son, the youngest kid, is the character that I can't really say too much because okay. it, it's supposed to be, <laughs> like I said, he's sort of like the almost like a sub character, right? For the like almost like a you know one third of the show, and then he's just sort of this character that holds a big family secret okay. because he happens to overhear. That's that's a parents' conversation. Yeah, the big secret. And then later on, like, and the thing is, his character kind of really reflects what the current twenties. Oh, the this generation. The yeah, the generation of the kids living in Korea. Right, it's really financially difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, he's trying to be positive, um, trying to live by day, and but also he's trying to understand himself like what do I like what do I want to do and you know and yeah he has a sort of like big breakout at the end so he's sort of the character that I just can't say much that's fair and the second daughter is you know she she kind of went through the same thing like the son because it was harder for her it was hard for her to get a job and now that she did 
um, she's just trying to settle down and and you know I think a lot of a lot of us do the same thing like you know you try to find a job and get financially stable to a certain extent and then you can try to see if you can date somebody or you know you're trying to go out and maybe like meet people and you know, you don't really have luxury of trying to meet people, socialize and all that when you don't have a job. And, you know, right. I think a lot of us, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you don't have a solid income, reliable income, that kind of comes first. And then now that you have it, you're trying to socialize more and maybe right. you can date. And so that's where she's at. She's mm-hmm. sort of like some years into her job and and she broke up with her nine years, of boyfriend of nine years. And, you know, her boss likes her. So she sort of let that happen, but then she knows that's not the right thing. So she kind of talks about all that issue to Chanyo, her friends. Yeah. So Chanyo literally calls himself um, emotional garbage can. <laughs> Siregi? That's yeah. trash, right? Yeah, Siregi. He's like, yeah. So I'm, I'm your garbage can. Just <laughs> what happened today? Just tell me, you know? Just throw it in there. And um, he also calls himself um, Unju and Uni, like the family's um, safe. Because he's oh, so close to them. Right. Like he knows so much about them. Even when the sisters weren't talking to each other. Right. And he was in the middle of it. Yeah. He like each of them still talked to this guy. Right. So he's like literally a family's secret safe. Yeah. Know, family like, friend. But yeah, he calls himself like I'm, I'm family safe and, you know and your emotional garbage can (laughs) so yeah she's sort of you know trying to figure out um her social life and all that and so you know i think that's the character you can really relate if you're in that situation um you know and also this friend tanya looks like he used to like her sister the oldest one yeah but we can't really tell. It, mm. But there's a scene that he's looking at her wedding photographs. Mm. So you don't know if he had feelings for her right. or maybe. But he was a photographer at the wedding. So okay. you know, maybe that's why he's looking at it. I don't right. know. But, you know, there's some scenes that makes you wonder what happened between huh. them. And Interesting. So there's some history with that. And it looks like the second daughter at some point actually liked this guy. Mm. as a man but right. she decides she decided to remain as a friend so you know this is family drama but you still have, get a little bit of that um, romance a little bit right. of you know that love line going so there is r- romantic interest possibly yeah. or at least it teases it oh yeah I think her relationship with the boss and how she right. wants to get out of it, how she wants to draw a line because also it's her boss. That's kind of like big part in the big part of the drama in the beginning. But really I think the message of this drama is that you really don't know a lot about your family. Yeah. And even though they're family, don't take anything for granted. Right. Don't assume anything. Express your feeling, express your love and gratitude. And, you know, like, you ever heard the expression, like, you have to, you have to be really nice to your best friend. Don't take your best friend for granted. Yeah. You know, be extra nice to them. 
because they're your best friend, you know, something like that. So I think that's kind of the message, same thing here, you know, because they are your family. Appreciate, yeah, right? appreciate. appreciate what you have. and Yeah, and express, sure you, really express your feelings. Because yeah. what's happening is in the show is that the mom, she always, she was always suspicious of the husband having another wife. Because he, I mean, he's a truck driver, so he's always on the road. And she thinks that he has another woman living somewhere else. So she she was always like, she kind of assumed that that's what's happening. But she never, ever asked him mm. in their whole married life. Because she married him as a pregnant woman. And that was sort of a big deal back in the day in Korea. So she kind of felt like I, I can't ask him. Well yeah, she didn't uh, she didn't feel like she could bring it up. Like it's almost like she's not entitled allowed. To, she's yeah. not allowed to She doesn't have the right. Right. Because of her situation or whatever. Right. So she always she, she was always uncomfortable and she always that always made, made her really sad, but she never mm-hmm. brought it up for, you know, almost 40 years of her married life and the same thing for the husband the husband always thought she okay maybe this this is the part I shouldn't say because it's going to be spoiler so husband had some something that kind of equivalent to something like that what the wife was suspicious of but he never brought up the issue because he always he was always so self-conscious about how he's a middle school dropout and Mm. he always felt inferior to to the wife yeah. yeah, intellectually and all that stuff. Yeah, just interact. Yeah, intellectually or you know, material-wise, like he came from this. He didn't feel like he was worth worthy of her. Right. So he never brought up his issue with her right. for the whole marriage, and I think that kind of became the seeds of everything, hmm. and bubbled up to the point that. Now she's like, okay, I'm so sick of it, and I don't know what I lived my life for. Right. Um, my whole life of, you know, forty years of marriage is, you know, I, now I, I'm, I'm not dead yet, so I want to change now, even though I'm old. Life is short. You gotta do something. But it really all comes down from kind of misunderstanding mm. between the two, misunderstanding that lasted forty years. That's really sad. Right. So I think it's telling that, you know, you have to express things. You have to ask questions. You have to communicate. Don't assume things. Don't, you know, just because they're a family, don't do that, you know. So that's really the message. It's a good message. Yeah. So I read, uh, um, I was looking up a couple of things. I always try to do some research before recording an episode, and sometimes I spend too much time. It really kind of makes me go down the rabbit hole of... Sometimes it's about writer and plot, and but yes, yeah, so I was doing some research, and the actress who played the mom character, she was actually... Um, I mean, she's, she's older now, and she's in her 60s, but back in the day, she was like this kind of beauty icon I guess mm. I you know I, I guess my mom would know her but right now like in, in Hollywood 
like I don't know, like who would be like really young and pretty twenty something actress. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know who the new kids are, but I mean, there's like not super young, but I don't know people like Margot Robbie or something like right, right. kind of a list, you know? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful people, right, right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah so I definitely know some of those, but like who's <laughs> who's like hot? Who's the new hot new young one? I don't know that, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. So this woman, she was uh, really famous for like a pretty being pretty back in the day, and mm. and turned out um, I looked at her. She actually lives in lives in Virginia. Oh really? She lives yeah. in America. Yeah, she lives in America, and she said uh, she herself has a three kids. Wow. So does she a, have an American husband? No, she actually married a Korean um, director. Oh okay. But I guess they came here. And then I guess they just decided to live lived, in Virginia. Yeah, nice. So she spent some months in Korea just to film this drama, and there was an interview with her, and she said she read the first first few pages of yeah. the script, and she was like, "Wow, this is exactly what I want to do." You know, wow, that's I, cool. She really found found the script relatable, and so she accepted the role and. You know, she flew to Korea to film it, but then she says, you know, I myself sort of like, you know, went through a similar situation with my kids. Me as a mom, you know, I'm there are certain expectations, certain things I want my kids to do, but my kids are their own people, you right? Know? So I shouldn't frame them to how I want. And she's sort mm. of saying like, you know, that's how I know family is like salad bowl. Oh. I think the notion is that people want to say family is like a melting pot, but it's not a melting pot. That's why a lot of families have conflict. It's salad bowl. So that means everything's just tossed in together? Yeah, and it's just balanced out and just, you know, oh. kind of, you know how some salads have like, you know, sweet, like a raisin, but also it has like <laughs> a, you know, peppers and, you know, right. and it kind of all like works out together. Yeah, okay. That makes sense, yeah. Okay, so... Well, we're going to get close to an hour. Last week... I was just about to ask you (laughs) if you think this is going to be under 59 minutes. I'm definitely doing this this week because last week (laughs) I cut out a lot of stuff. Did Um, you? It was still like hour and 15, 18, what was it? Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, so your goal every week should be 59 minutes, right? (laughs) Yes. All right, so maybe today's the day. So I, I want to just kind of recap because uh, for me, I think it's good. I don't know exactly like what's going to happen, like plot points. Right. Which You I know, think, this is one of the dramas that it's not about events. Right. It's just really the you're, you're following the emotions and feelings of yeah. the characters. And it's... It's not so important like... Oh, are they going to the store? Are they getting a car wreck? Like, how? It's right. not that. It's so it's, like, it's kind of hard for me to, like, describe. That's good, though. Yeah. That's good. So I think, you know, really, like you said, it's characters. It's uh, how they relate to each other. It's family. And we have, you know, the three kids. We have the parents. And we have, like, a family friend. That seems to be the most important. Right. right. Uh, and now we're just going to kind of you know marinate that and watch that and observe that and be a part of that and 
really we're just learning about ourselves. We're thinking exactly. about our families, our friends, and we're thinking about how those relationships, whether they're real or not, and if they're good or bad or communicating. And it seems like every character that we've talked about is really kind of finally recognizing these things in their life. Right. Well, I'm excited about watching this now. I know the characters. I feel like I've got an idea about what's going to take place, but I'm intrigued to kind of see how it unfolds. And I think the interesting thing for me is to really kind of just dig into those relationships and issues, you know, and kind of reflect on my own family and relate or empathize. And it's kind of interesting to think about what it means to have a family, you know, and have siblings that you don't necessarily know that well, or maybe you think you do, but you don't. How well do you know your family? That's the question. Right. Yeah. Anything you want to add to? Oh, well, I was thinking that, you know, initially I didn't like the title or I thought maybe it wasn't, it didn't sound right. But the more we talk about it, now I kind of think, oh, this is a really good title. It makes sense, right? My unfamiliar family. Yeah. There's really no other way to say that. (laughs) Right, yeah. And the word unfamiliar, you know, it almost, it's familiar, it has familia, family, it's... (laughs) It's kind oh, of tricky. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like a... yeah, it's a little more intelligent than I originally thought. So, <laughs> I apologize for any comments I made earlier about the title, but it's grown on me. Yeah, now I like it. I'm surprised that there aren't more family movies or TV shows in America. Well, I think there are a lot. I just don't think it. It kind of comes in waves, you know, of popularity. Hmm. I think the trend, you know, you have like the superhero trend and that's funny that you say that because I remember reading a review of a movie that came out recently and the critic had a good point. He said, this movie is what movies should be. He was saying like, there's nothing like super great about this movie, but it's well written. It's well put together. Mm. It's smart. It's like what movies should be right now. Oh, okay. But like for some reason, they're not, you oh. know, like they just haven't been like right. they've just been trying to mm. do too much or too Got little it. or whatever. Yeah. But the foundation of every story is it usually has something to do with family. You right. know? I think a lot of great shows that I've liked over the years have had, you know, they've been about family. Wasn't yeah. there like a time period that a lot of American TV shows were about family? What's that? Um, what's that family like? A... Yeah, like the TV shows from yeah. the fifties on were always. It was always a family, <laughs> and it was always like a brother and a relationship, like Leave It to Beaver or uh, Happy Days. I mean, all that stuff. There was like, there's That's relationships the with characters. Remember. It's but... like their house was recently on sale, and. Um, uh, Oh, I don't it's know. like really famous TV shows about families. That's it's, a family. It's from one. like back in like seventies or eighties, and the house they actually shot that TV show. Oh, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. you're right. They yeah. sold that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a family TV show, right? Yeah. Yeah, all the kind of sitcom, I guess, but still like it's family, right? So that was about a 
a guy who had three kids with his first oh. wife and a girl who had three kids with oh my God. her and they came together and got That's married. That's right, bunch. Okay. Yeah. So six kids and yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that has ever happened in history <laughs> where you have a guy that's got three sons all the same age as a girl that's got three daughters and neither one of them has a spouse. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that was the premise of that show. Yeah, that's actually the kind of premise that will never happen in Korean drama. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if Koreans were to make like Brady Bunch, it will be like, you know, the married wife lives with the husband's family, support husband's brothers, right. support husband's brothers, married right. family, and, you know, that will be Korean version of Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's funny, too, to think about, like, the roles of women in those shows back like, oh, they, yeah. Like, rarely yeah, ever yeah, worked. Yeah. And she, I remember she had a housekeeper on that show. Wow. But, I mean, yeah, you got six kids, so you figure you have a housekeeper, I right? guess, yeah. I, I kind of remember him having a job and, like, going off to work. That was kind of a common theme in uh, TV shows. Like, yeah. oh, dad's going to work. Right, What are the right. kids going to do? What's mom going to do? Yeah, and then he comes home and, what's for dinner, honey? You know? yeah, yeah, that was it. But see, like, I mean, we briefly talked about that whole um, mid- middle class kind of thing, but... yeah. I think it's hard to survive without both, you know, both Parents couples. having an income and yeah, working. Yeah, two incomes, you know. Yeah. Know. Well, obviously, I we... Mean, let alone having a housekeeper. Obviously, that adapted probably because of that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and also, women don't need to just be housewives. Well, that too, yeah. I don't mind just sitting at home being a housewife. I want to do that. That's Car- my dream. Careful what you wish for, Ali Wong. <laughs> Are you being a racist? Are you calling me Ellie Wong because I'm, I'm Asian? <laughs> because you're Asian? No. Because you know, you... I think somebody actually called me that I look like Ellie Wong. And I was like, well, is it because I'm Asian? <laughs> but anyway, we can talk forever about this. 59 minutes. I'm going to yeah. let you go. Are you going to get 59 tonight? Yes, you I'm going to try. Bye. Good night. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>